Hey, what's happening? Hey, it's Jamil. It's Jared. And we are Neon Hot. I'm Brisbane, episode three. What? What? Do? what? Here we go. That's a feeling. Oh, yeah. But before we kick it off, mm. we'd like to recognize this country as being the land's cared and taken care of by traditional owners. We'd like to acknowledge the Yagra and Turbo people in whose land we are recording on. We pay respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging and acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as the first national peoples of Australia. Sovereignty has never been ceded in this country. So we start every episode like that, not out of necessity or out of anything other than pure respect. And that is how we see it, plain and simple. So it's definitely not a tick box or... No, never put it as a tick box. No, it's... uh, This is who we are. Yep, that's it. Got to give thanks. Got to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Straight up respect. So, how are you doing, Jamil? What's I'm doing, happening? I'm doing good. I was I was feeling a little ill the past couple of days. You, but, you, you know. You're back to your best? Yeah. Codrill, oh, soldier on. I'm a soldier. <laughs> Destiny's child. I'm a survivor. Ooh, no, I'm ooh, kidding. Ooh. No, no, I've, I've been great. How have you been, man? Yeah, I've been good. Mm. I've been very busy. Oh. Very, very busy. Yeah. Getting out and about. Oh, really? Well, yeah, yeah. Getting out and about amongst just work. You know how it is. No, I don't. Take your opportunities where they come. So. Oh, yeah. Lean it down. What's this guy got? <laughs> Hashtag facts. Oh, just, just been, been, still been doing the touristy thing. So I don't hate. So it's been, I got down to the Brisbane Festival. I feel ah. like that's very popular. Yeah, what's been happening down at the Brisbane Festival? Oh, man, it was, it was really good. We didn't, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get any tickets or anything, but you mm. just went down to experience it. We, that there was a little bar there. Mm. Oh man! So we got there. There's a couple people doing some songs and dancing on the on the bar, like old school kind of music. Really beautiful music. Like, like random people or like no, no. Actors. So like like actors, part oh, of like as yeah. part of this bar. I was going to say you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go it would have on, been yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it got yeah, it slowly, progressively got a bit more saucy, and it ended up with a dude in like like PVC red underpants. Shut. Uh, Red crown on whipping, and whipping, yeah, whipping. Oh, yeah. So I got very saucy, but yeah, it was good. It was really rad. And then obviously we got down to River Fire with oh, this every is all single, before River Fire. Every no, no, no. This was a couple of weeks before River Fire, oh, but we gotcha. got down to River Fire like with everyone else from Brisbane. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, Just, it's, a, it's, this is true. it's a good, it's a good afternoon out. Um. I had to walk there and back about five times because we took an esky on wheels full of beers and we got to the the entrance and they're like, no beers. So, <laughs> oh. So in Australia. You could just say it's apple juice, but because we're recycling, <laughs> we put in it in the cans. only available <laughs> container we had. Yeah, so I got out to that and yeah, it's been good. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. I think it was this month. We got I got down to, I went for that little walk down can't remember if it was this month or last month. My brain's mashed. No, it was last month. Yeah. Was it last month? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So got that and, yeah, that's about it. And yourself, what's been happening? Wait, what, what was the lane? The, this is oh, the Oh, the, the Burnett Lane. Yeah, the art. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry. sick. Sorry, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. No, I saw the pictures on Instagram and I was like, ooh, this looks yeah. groovy. Got to go check it out. That was good. Mm. Um, oh, been... you've been busy, right? No. Nah. As always. No, 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 no. So at the beginning of the month in September, I was in Hong Kong for a bit. Can I just say the amazing, the art there is amazing. Contemporary, yeah. street, whatever. It was a thrill. It was, oh, Lord. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, my heart goes out to all the people that are putting out for the fight. Um, you know, Hong Kong, you got it. Um, so I was out with that. And unfortunately, while I was there in Hong Kong, I missed out on big sound. But, um, you know, a lot of my mates went and they said it was absolutely stellar. But apart from that, um, what have I been up to? I went to a blood rave. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. That sounds super interesting. You know, a lot of people always want to hear about this, but I was like, you know, it's super groovy. I really enjoyed it. Like, I went into it thinking, yeah, it's Friday the 13th. It's called Blood Rave. It's going to be something interesting. And it's the underground scene of Brisbane because, believe it or not, we have an underground scene. And it is a rave culture. And so we had a... An art inter- installation going on at the same time, and it was just about trance, rave, and blood, gore, and debauchery. It was just phenomenal. And Friday the 13th, then, like, 
Yeah. One party. It was. It was really sick. I really enjoyed it. Actually, I'm going to put some um, photos up of it. Um, and then after that, I went to the Hayava because El Delfa, he was putting on another little gig. And um, he had, ooh, he had a couple of cool people that he brought out. Um, May Lynn, um, Saint Surly. Okay, it's R-D-J-R. I'm going to say that's Roger. And G-N-I-G-H-T-Z. Nice. Let's go with that. Where to and Space Cowboy. <laughs> Space Cowboy was so funny. He had to get up there and like do like a little freestyle rap. And there was supposed to be a bunch of other guys that come up there and do like a little battle, but they decided to ditch the night, so he had to oh. rap himself. But he was he was really cool. He was really funny. So go out and check him out. And then I went to um Wax, the band, Brisbane band. Um, launched their album Big Grief. So I went to their listening party out at Crowbar. Oh, that was so nice just to have a little bit of a chat with the band members and just hear their thoughts about the album. So go out and check out Big Grief from Wax. Um, ugh. I also <laughs> went to um, Institute of Modern Art to check out um, Sapodia's new artworks. Um, and it was her poet, her book of poetry that she's been writing for at least two years and she finally brought it out to the public and it's called Notes to Jala. Um, you can also go on her website now and actually buy her book and um, her merchandise, her shirt that she's got. So it's really cool. Um, it, you know, really just, oh, snaps for days on her po- her poetry and her writing. It was awesome. Um, Low-key and... Um, actually read a couple of pieces from it. Um, you should check him out as well. He's a Gold Coast artist and poet. Um, and then lastly, I went to Listen Out. And uh, I had to go check out the boys at No One Network. I went and saw Nerve, had to represent the locals. Um, but, yeah, no. Oh, and there's a couple of events that I didn't get to attend, but I'm going to tell you about them right now. Um, it was Voices of Colors Open Mic, and it was about love, relationship, and identity. Like, whew, love, relationship, and identity. I feel like millennials are getting really brazen about this stuff. They're just, they're just telling you how it is. And it's great. Um, and that was featuring Aurora Christie, so go check them out. And, oh, and a cheap store at Garden City did a collab with um, Cyber and they did like this unofficial after party after Listen Out and it was pretty cool. It's called the After Party Kick-Ons. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I suppose uh, another thing, I know we had them on last uh, last episode, but just a shout out to the guys from the Afrobeats Festival for oh a God. stellar day. Totally oh, forgot about what that. What a good time. I know we chatted about it last time, but yeah. Oh. It was Shoot, yeah, we went to Afrobeats oh, Festival. Man. Yeah, that was amazing. It was a good day. It just started cruisy. Mm. Oh, but then it kicked on. Mm. Oh, mm. Good times. It was very parental PG vibes at yeah. 12 o'clock. But as soon as 4 o'clock came around, whew, mm. get out of town. Mama, let me tell you. Yeah, it was so... Yeah, yeah, if you went to Afrobeats Festival, you know you had a good time. And, like, I spoke to a couple of people while I was at Listen Out, and they are like, yo, you were at Afrobeats? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, man, I'm super deva that I never got to go. And I was like, well, they're having another one. Yeah. So it's definitely thanks, a thing. People are really keen Thanks to Obi for, for the hookup because yeah. it was well worth it. Definitely. But anyway, let's move on with the show. Yeah. Let's get into F5, the playlist. Get on it. All right, Jad, tell us what you got. Oh, yeah, we go. All right. So this month, yeah. it's rock punk on my playlist, and it's some throwback, and it's all come down to the first artist. So I was away with with work and uh, out in the field, and one of the guys I was working with was like, "We got to, you got to listen to these guys." And it came about because I was out in Ely Beach, and the Ely Beach Festival is coming up. Uh, well, I'll give it a little plug. If you out in Ely Beach are uh, between eighth and tenth November, there's three days, seventy four bands. Just get the tickets. Seventy four bands. Go check the lineup on their website. It is wicked cool. And um, so, one of the bands playing at that festival is called the Mason Rack Band, out of the Gold Coast. And as soon as I put their music on, because the, one of the guys inside was like. 
get onto these guys. We've been listening to them for a while. Um, and it was just this old school nostalgic rock with like the smoothest lead singer that the vocals are just like, yeah, just, it was the kind of music I grew up with my parents playing and it kind of just got me in the right places. And I was like, oh yeah. Mm. And that kicked it off. After that, I was just down the old school rabbit hole tunes, absolute tunes. And then, uh, so yeah, just rich, rich vocals, American style rock. And, um, yeah, uh, if you want just a song to see, just get out there and listen to is Seen Her Before. That was my favorite. But if you hit their Spotify playlist, I think you click on any song and it's going to be a treat. Um, so when I was looking up the the Mason Rack Band on the, on the Ellie Beach Festival website, um, I came across Mahalia Barnes. I don't know if you've heard of her before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, she's a she's a daughter of Jimmy Barnes, an Australian rock singer, and uh, it's my ignorance. Maybe I haven't I haven't been around or I haven't heard of her before, and it's just oh, tunes tunes for days, absolute days. Um, uh, she did a cover of Proud Mary, and I don't know. Sometimes I think covers, man, but oh, she kicked it out the park. It's definitely, again, Nostalgia, The Credence, and Tina Turner. That's just, we used to do a lot of road trips when I was younger, so it was just nostalgic as hell. And I was like, yep, <laughs> straight on the list. Yeah, she's she's a treat. So it just reminds me of the Lavery family parties, and she's got an absolutely beautiful voice. Did the song Absolute Justice. So so get out there, Mahalia Burns, Barnes, sorry, and yeah, just get on to that. It's really good. And from there, I kept it Australian, uh, straight into Silverchair, uh, an older band. Um, again, something that I grew up listening to. I, I, don't tell me where I've, or don't ask me where I found them, or how, I think it may have been my cousin. I think we still had them on cassette tape because it reminded me immediately, it just took me back to sitting in the back of my mom's car on the way to school. Believe it or not, she, she also used to love their music. So, yeah. Silver Chair and um, just, yeah, uh, the album that I, I grew up listening to was called Frog Stomp and my favorite of that album was Shade. So that's that's that. Uh, get on to Shade or any of any of the albums. They're all absolute treat, absolute treat. Yeah, so the next on the list is Friends or Rom, absolute treat, uh, straight punk band out of Australia. Um, these guys I got through a friend of mine in uni I've listened to their music since 2004 and I absolutely love it. Um, uh, I went and, I think I mentioned it previously, I watched their launch or uh, went to a launch party of theirs in 2017 for Harvest Hati, I think their most recent album. Um, and my favorite of that was Everyone I Know Has Mental Problems. Just fun, high energy, absolutely good music. So Australian like through and through. So get on to that. And then my last, and I said last time I only have one international band per per F of that playlist. So my last one is another punk band out of America, Bad Religion. Um, it was just as part of the whole month of music I've been listening to. So, yeah, listen to Sky, Skyscraper off their album Recipe for Hate. But again, it's one of those bands. They've just got quite a few albums. Get onto any of those albums. Their, their, their earlier stuff is a bit more raw and... It's they they speak they touch on really good topics as well like their their lyrics are socially relevant environment society you know it's it's really powerful lyrics so as much as some people are like oh it's just noise it's not it's really really good music so give it a listen <laughs> wow that's a really cool list I like it so edgy so raw <laughs> I love it I'm gonna keep my shot. Um, I had Kaya experience the first one. I actually saw Kaya at an El Delfa event and I thought she was pretty awesome. She's a Gold Coast slash Brisbane based artist. Um, she just brought out an album on the 30th September called Incandescent. And the song I was listening to, like everyone's listening to it, is Sin. I just love it. Um, I think it's like lo-fi R&B hip hop is her kind of take. Um, but yeah, she's a really, really groovy, groovy gal. Um, go check her out. Um, second on my list is Evie. 
Again, she's a Brisbane-based artist. She recently had a gig at the Mook Factory. If you're going, if you want to go see some really cool gigs or just want to hang out and have a bit of a bev and listen to some cool sounds, go down to Mook Factory out in South Brisbane. Um, but yeah, this is by Evie. For you, I would. Um, I guess she is pop indie alternative. Um, she sounds like a bit of a mashup between. Um, Lana Del Rey and Taylor Swift. Now, when I say Key Taylor Sweezy, Swift, yes. I mean when she was doing her country songs. Yeah, back then when she was. I was pretty not shocked so to hear that come out your mouth right and now. Me too. Taylor Swift. I was <laughs> shocked when I was typing it out. I was like, oh god. Anyway, <laughs> took a took another. Anyway, let's not go there. The third one is Nerve featuring JK47. Nerve being the MC, rapper, producer that he is, linked up with JK47, um, who's a guy from um, Tweed Heads, actually, um, for their song Sunday Roast. They actually performed it at the Listen Out, actually, and they brought on the whole crew. It was really cool to see them. Um, Nerve is actually touring around for his Mama's Boy tour and he's going to be at the zoo on the 2nd of November if you want to check him out. Uh, again, his music is obviously grime, hip-hop, rap. Um, who he sounds like is a bit of draft, um, injury reserve, slow tie, if anyone who was at Listen Out would have seen slow tie. I saw slow tie. I walked into his tent because I was waiting to see Doja Cat. <clears throat> of course you were. Yeah, yes. uh, and um, I walked in at a very interesting moment because all he was wearing was his underwear. Oh yeah. And I thought, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he threw his socks into the crowd, and everyone's going wild about it. So I was like, ooh, he must be great. But honestly, I would have only gone to his show just to see his DJ. If you go onto his Instagram <laughs> and you see the DJ, you you would agree. So um, anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> the next one is Quinn, uh, her song Fairy Love. She is an LA-based artist, uh, American Afro-Latina. Her genre is soul, or as she likes to call it, fantasy soul. Um, How would I explain it? Honestly, it's like, you know, when you <laughs> grab a jar of honey and you get a spoon and you just eat it, like out of the... Maybe not. Okay, I like yeah, okay, cool. when I, I feel sick. I always just get honey out and just eat it out of the jar, and that nice silky smooth feeling as it goes down. You th- that's how I feel about her music. Anyway, it's, it, it evokes emotions, right? It does, <laughs> and it's like it's a warm feeling. That's what I mean. Um, so go check her out, Quinn. She did a song with Six Black. I mean Black. Sorry, just his title of his handle is Six L A C K. He's a cool artist. Go check him out. Um. She sounds like um, Kehlani. Yeah, everyone knows Kehlani. Um, and as, then, as, yeah. as long as it's not Taylor Swift, we're cool. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> anyway, and the last one is for Prince Myers. He's a Liberian Australian artist, and he's actually coming from representing Goodnow. Ooh, ooh. Um, and his song, I listen to Money Over Everything. He's actually brought out a couple of new songs. I think his latest one was Every Day, I think. But um, he's only got a couple of songs, and you can check him out on Triple J on Earth. Uh, he's rap, and I would say he kind of sounds like he's definitely got an influence from Tupac and a lot of the West Coast US rappers. So he's, he likes a bit of old school, old school West Coast kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, that's my F5 That Playlist for September. Thank you. And if there's anything you guys think we should be listening to, just hit us up, slide into the DMs, and please just share the love. Mm, you can check it out on our um, – we'll probably put it up on SoundCloud or our Spotify when mm. we get the chance and link it up. But anyway, Jared, uh, you, you, you're taking a handle on this street art thing. You've, yeah, um, yeah. You love a bit of street art. I do. I do. I'd love to say that I am an artist, but I'm definitely far <laughs> from it. It's always been something I've been interested in. Mm. So, yeah, um, I suppose it goes back to we did a lot of traveling when I was a kid between home and school. We were about 45 minutes away on the highways, and every day it was something new. It was, uh, wasn't was a big scene, but there was a scene back in Durban, and it yeah, there was one, one or two really good crews of guys that would – Put the work in, the 
tagging up the bridges and bombing on the train lines and one or two uh, trains in, in Durban. Cape Town had a lot of train, a tr- big train scene. But yeah, it was something that I really enjoyed. I followed before there was Instagram. When I was at university, there was a thing called Photolog. A, a, I don't know, the internet, I think, has, has positively and negatively affected art. There's, you can share your, your art with such a wide audience now. But it also, I think, it reduces people's creativity, you know, just getting too many influences from too many different people, like, takes away your uniqueness, I think. If, you, if you're young and coming up, like, encourageable or influential. Impressionable. Like in, impressionable, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. I think it, it can be a bit of a bad thing. But as I say, this it was just a website where guys uploaded and there was a – in the scene in Durban, that's where they uploaded their, their artwork to. And from there we went to, it was Flickr. Mm. And I was just kind of the, creeping on everyone's work the whole time, just seeing what people were doing and I absolutely loved it. So, yeah, I suppose uh, it's just something, that, it's a passion of mine. I really love it and appreciate it. And So, yeah, I suppose for this episode I've just put together five local or at least Australian artists that I've, been following um, oh, yeah. from before I moved to Australia and uh, yeah so I think uh, the first up he's he's quite a big name in graffiti scene um, Soffles he's been around for a long time since I think early 2000s is and, that S-O-F-L-E-S yep Soffles. oh I know that guy okay. yeah yeah he's Wait. he's he's up around everywhere uh, Fish Lane mm-hmm Opposite the West End Coles is a nice big production of his. I mean, he does he does some beautiful work. Um, so, and again, I'm I, I'm going to sound like a a nana for talking on this stuff, but I love it. So whatever, um, it's no disrespect to anyone. It's just yeah, is what it is. Um, he's he's pretty well known for his special effects. He's he's just insane with what he can do with a spray can. I mean, he's got. Very recognizable female characters. It's got very like most, well, not most, but lots of his productions include like geometric shapes and mm. like futuristic components that incorporate into the flow of like the traditional letter. No, I'm looking at his Instagram page right now. It's it's crazy, right? It's it's so insane. Cool. Um, he's he's one of the big name artists. I mean, everyone knew him back home. Uh, his eight bit style. I think he was the first guy at the gate. You'll see down there just the the pixelated style of art. Yeah, he's super talented. So, yep, if you don't know him, get on it. Um, as I say, there's that whole Fish Lane production down the the west end of Fish Lane. That that's his whole wall, and then the coals, and then just I think it's to encourage people to go out and just go for a walk and go have a look, experience art. I think that's what it's there for. Um, and obviously you can get him on Instagram and if you just Google him, it, you, you can't not find him. So, yeah, that's the first artist. Uh, second is also another Brisbane-based artist, Cherie Buttons. She was someone that I followed for a while before moving over here. I had the, the honour of going to a little workshop. Um, so there's a festival called the Brisbane Street Art Festival held once a year. So when I first arrived, there was an iron lac shop in the city and they had a really beautiful workshop space downstairs and I got onto one of the workshops um, just after I arrived and she she took the workshop and yeah she's so talented again she's very unique in her style influenced by like Japanese manga style I would say maybe I'm talking trash but yeah she's uh, really good and she's actually recently transitioned into tattoo work and she's doing some awesome stuff in the tattoo space like really beautiful work. Um, so get onto her, get onto her socials. She's, yeah, she's really awesome. Um, uh, I th- so it's just, I think it's Cherie Buttons um, on Instagram or Harpoon and Harwater is the tattoo studio she's working out of. Hmm. And then um, another guy. So I think the first two have been mainly focused on graffiti street art but graffiti style art whereas the third guy uh, Squid Tank is his handle on Instagram uh, his name's Sean Campbell a digital artist and illustrator 
Um, his his art is more of a, a comic book style art, and I think there were there were two of his characters that I caught onto that I really loved seeing him upload. It was more hand sketch type work. It's uh, a little dude. I don't know if they got names or anything, but it's a little dude and his squid, like pet squid friend, and uh, yeah. Um, I didn't actually know he was Australian until I saw some of his work in West uh, West End and out in New Farm as well. There's a couple electrical boxes he's painted and, yeah, it's just uh, very unique and, like, upbeat, fun, just really cool to, to find. Um, he's also got quite a unique bee character that he – lots of the electrical boxes that he's painted have got the bee characters on. But um, go check him out. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, are you on it right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, fourth artist. Um, so I was lucky. I worked on a massive site down in Melbourne in 2017, and it was an old derelict site. There was a massive warehouse, and there was an artist called Roan that um, it's almost a transition from street art to fine art. He does these really large-scale productions of uh, female faces primarily absolutely beautiful work um, there's some of his stuff is along the, the pillars so yeah if you want to get onto Roan's work uh, there's one out on the uh, Google the pillars project it's just the pillars I'm sure you if any if you live in Brisbane you would have seen them the 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 train bridge that goes across to to Suncorp um, all of those pillars are painted by beautiful artists and one of the pillars are his so go have a look follow him on instagram uh or uh, just google him his website's r-o-n-e.com um absolutely awesome artist as i say he's more of a the style is more fine arts uh, photorealistic type paintings often a female muse and it's absolutely beautiful and so when i was down in melbourne we had a massive empty warehouse that he painted so I could just go and have a look at it in the mornings before we started work. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, once he finished that up, he painted back over it black. But there was a little old house that was um, uh, decommissioned or what is the word I'm looking for? It's um, condemned. condemned. There we go. Thanks for the, the help. Um, yeah, it was condemned and he did a few paintings in that house and People had to buy tickets to go to it, and wow. because it was on our site, we got a oh. we, we got the keys one day and just did a little personal keys tour of the house. Room. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, but yeah, a lot of his stuff, or at least on that site, it was he painted it, took photos, painted over it, or at least in the little house he painted it, left it for people to come have a look, and then knocked the house down. So, I think it was really privileged to get to see the firsthand. Wow, that's from really the, like cool. intimate approach rather than in like a big tour group or anything so mm. um those are yeah four artists and so for instead of a last fifth artist i'd just like to chat about two two things one is the brisbane street art festival that happens every year um it's it's really cool i know sometimes these type of more subcultures are a bit intimidating to get into or to to be a part of i mean um when i went to those workshops last year and this year or yeah last year and this year and the year before it's been really welcoming and just encouraging you to get involved and if you're feeling artistic just go out and do it go get go get some paint go get some strikers whatever and just get a book and paint and if you want a canvas just it's all it's all there and i just encourage people just to go and do it don't be held back by any misconceptions you might have about the type of people and even if they even even if it is even if you correct just do it for you um doesn't really matter and so that get on to they've got an instagram the bsaf uh google it brisbane street art festival every year uh, it's it's really good you can go workshops they've got talks they've got yeah panel discussions they've got events it's really good and then the other is crush city Art Supply Store, Ipswich Road. They're really cool. Very inspiring space again. Like like the space, it's you go in there, you can just spend all your money mm-hmm. buying stuff that you, you don't need or you don't even know what it is. It's just really cool. They just got art supplies. It's amazing. So 
I suppose, yeah, just shining some light on maybe people would be like, oh, of course you know that shop. Gosh, but if no. you don't know, now you know. Mm, what yeah. up, Biggie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So That was Jared's Art Corner. No, we'll, we'll change the name on that. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? <laughs> Thank you for telling us about these really cool artists that we should be checking out. And talking about art, we've got a really groovy, groovy guest coming on our show who is a bit of a multidisciplinary artist herself. Currently joined by Phoebe She today, <laughs> and oh my gosh, what an absolute stellar, stellar person she is! Um, I don't know, you just exude you. like when you walk into a room, it's like full of laughter already, and you haven't even said anything. So stop it! <laughs> I'm, I'm, Thank that's you. That's for real. Like I'm just saying. But anyway, um, we were we wanted to get Phoebe in just to have a bit of a chin wag with us about local fashion, art, design, and music Why because. Not? She's a mixed bag of treats, guys. Like I love that description. Thank oh. you. <laughs> I'm just rolling off the top of my head right now. I'd be bad Look at you go. <laughs> what I'm saying, I probably <laughs> No, I'm kidding. No, no, but um, I guess to jump into it, um, who is Phoebe She? Like, what makes you click? Because you've been described as many different things. Actually, I'm just going to rattle some. Even a mixed someone. bag of treats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going in the boat. <laughs> in terms of uh, the, the art and the um, kind of designs that you're creating, you've been portrayed as different things. So, like, you've got political and humorous sensibility, life that is distinctively Queensland, um, you know, portraying grimy cityscape, cityscapes, highlighting the drinking culture and violence of Fortitude Valley. And my favourite, because it's – I swear people are plagiarising this line, but it's um, – Juxtapose imagery of the natural beauty. First of all, I just like the word juxtapose. Mm-hmm. I was about we to say, we love it. Yeah, That's a great like uh, post grad term. Like. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like people like to use that word a lot, but it's always in the wrong context. Just I don't trying know to just squeeze it, it into a sentence oh, to yeah. sound. <laughs> sound like more yeah. Bump up the word count. <laughs> I love it. But you know, you've got all these amazing different things coming out of the woodworks. But so, who is Phoebe? Tell us a little bit about who you are and like how you. You've come into this, our lives, <laughs> ultimately. Well, thank you so much for having me and for that wonderful introduction. Ah. <laughs> so nice. Um, well, okay, so if I was to describe my, like, situation, Ooh. I don't know why that's supposed to be, my mixed bag. So in, in the mixed bag of treats, I would say I am, a, like, a, a multidisciplinary artist, so... Like maybe a couple of years ago, I would have said I'm just a designer, whereas now I'm probably like seeing myself as like a, a lot more different thing. So I'm, uh, I run a fashion label called Phoebe Paradise um, that has been going for the last like almost five years now, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Um, thank you very much. Um, and I'm also a uh, an illustrator and artist and I also do sort of like activations with like uh, festivals and uh, like gigs and events and that kind of thing. So like I'll do like a mural or I'll do like some prop creation or like sculpture or that kind of thing um, as um, under the umbrella of like an artist. And then I also play in bands. So I one of my like great loves in life and why my voice sounds like absolute shit right now <laughs> is because I uh, play in a band called Lexicon. Uh, where I do vocals in and last night we had band practice and I shredded the uh, living shit out of it. Um, but, yeah, so that is primarily it. So it's like music, art and fashion. That's the kind of worlds that I uh, travel in, yeah. Damn, <laughs> that's a lot. I was Too much Just taking, <laughs> taking from that, uh, you can see you're very passionate about it. Like I just the way it. you speak about everything, it's just, yeah, it's Thanks, pretty doll. inspiring. Um, how, do you, how do you get a balance between your passions as a hobby and your mm. passions as a as a business how do you balance that mm. when you when you're going home from doing something that you're passionate about what is there to relax or what how do you balance that out on the other side yeah it's such a good question <laughs> when you figure it out let me know <laughs> um, i don't know i think like i'm i'm really lucky in that i work for myself and i've been running this business like doing this kind of work forever and ever and like it's still just like really fun to me. So like when it comes to like winding down or whatever, like 
the job is it. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a 24-7 job. And anyone who like runs their own business knows it's just like your life and you either got to sort of like embrace it and love it or, you know, kind of like collapse under the weight of it. Right? Um, so I think like I'm really lucky in that what I do is something that I just – I just love so much and it never feels like, well, it does very much feel like work a lot of the time, but it's, I don't know, it's still something that I just have a lot of fun with. I get like, I don't get weighed down in monotony, which I really like. So, you know, because I'm greedy and want to do lots of different things all at once, I get a lot of different um, kinds of jobs that keeps it interesting, you know? So that that's nice. Uh, when I am like, I don't know, wanting to just turn the brain off. I literally am just like lying in a dark room, like watching YouTube videos, like cooking. Oh, that's it. Cooking. That's <laughs> the thing. Go. That's the really good one. So like whenever I want to like turn off the brain, I like put on a podcast Ooh. and cook for like four or six hours. And what that are you shit cooking? Rules. Like what's your favorite like thing to cook? Oh, I love like, you know, there's like one pot like meals so oh, you make like a fucking yes. chili or whatever are you getting stuck yes. onto those youtube videos where they just videotape themselves making like one pot food because yes, I, I can so get stuck on those and then i just sit there stuff. hungry as hell yeah, yeah i'm like so i've been vegan for most of my life Shut up the until the last door. i know vegan right up until the last like three years so like when i was like i was 17 16 that's when i went vegan because i like moved out of home i'm like I'm moving to Melbourne. I'm going to be vegan now and like do that. And then I like started eating meat again for the first time in like yeah, years and years. So I'm like learning how to cook meat now. <laughs> wow, I've always what a, loved what cooking, but I'm like, I just meat. like never did. And so like, you know, I'd like look up these recipes and like buy like a big old hunker like lamb or whatever and just be like, all right, let's figure this shit out and like <laughs> do that for a few hours. And it's just like, it's really fun because it's like, you know, one of those only, like, one of the only things where it's, like, there is a set, like, number of tasks to complete to make this thing. And, you know, it is, like, a job that you can complete and it doesn't, like, drag on forever and ever. And then at the end of it, you've got, like, something nice that you can share with others. Like, I, when I cook for myself, I cook, like, the most dis despicable shit <laughs> on the planet. But when I'm cooking for others, very extravagant, very, very extravagant meals. So that's I, nice. I, I can agree to that. Yeah. Do you guys cook as well? You I'm yep. call yeah. yourself a, a food lover? <laughs> oh, I love food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my wife will uh, attest to the fact that uh -huh. uh, she's uh, taught me a lot of my cooking skills. But oh, beautiful. Uh, I've got a few. I've got a few tricks up the sleeve. It's important to have like I don't know, like three or four meals that you just like innately know how to make, yeah. right? You've got to have your like basics. You like I can whip this out at the drop of a hat, impress pants for someone's mad, mm. and then like you know, but then have some like fun with other things too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. I think, you're, I think you're taught that when you're young. Yeah. Like leaving, about to leave. You know your parents are pushing you out when they're teaching you how to cook. Oh. <laughs> I think that's a fact. That's why my mom never taught me how to cook. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever. Whatever. But anyway, um, I love that you love your job so much. Thank you. So um, anyway, back to the whole process of things. Please. Um, I remember seeing your stuff. I think it was your hot mess collection. I know. Yes. Late to the game. No, oh, no, yeah. not at all. So funny. And I was like, whoa, I love these designs because, you know, it's not in the mainstream media, which mm. is great. Totally. I don't want to be wearing something else. Yeah, someone else is wearing. <laughs> but um, but I just thought it was a really cool mix between um, I can be nice, but I can still F you up while my mum has <laughs> turned her back yeah. away. Because, you know? it, it, I don't know, it was the, the graphics that you had, the colours you had, it was just like, yes, I want this. I want to wear this. And I'm not a person to wear dresses all the time, but I saw Thank someone and I was so like, I want to wear that. But um, I guess, and now you've got a, a new collection out. Um, can you drop that name? Um, so there isn't really a title for it. Yeah, I've just it? been okay, using cool. like the phrase subtropical punks because that's like oh. a description of like the overall vibe of the label. And this is like a, a new sort of like turning point in the label with this collection, mm. I think. But it's like, it's not a traditional collection because it's, it's like mostly just one-off pieces rather than like manufactured garments. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been really fun though. I've enjoyed making it. It's cool, <laughs> I like the, um, you had Amy Taylor in there doing the modeling of it. Oh God, she's, she's so amazing. She's I love her so it. much. I thought it was great. Yeah. Just her features and her look, it was just, it matched it. 
And then I was at Listen Out on the weekend, and um, I went to go see Nerve. Yeah. And I was like, that that looks <laughs> that looks slightly familiar. Yeah. And then I was like looking on his Instagram, and he's like, yeah, that's a Phoebe Paradise piece. And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> and it's like that's that's really cool. I, you're being seen everywhere. Like the whole stage is seeing your work. Thank so. you. I guess other yeah. people have seen your work too. But um, I guess my question was. How did you kind of mold this style, like coming from doing Sharpie pizza, pizzas on T-shirts yeah. kind of thing? Like, how did you create who you are? Like, um, That is a really good question. I think, like, the aesthetic of the brand has, like, changed so much over the years. So, like, when I first started out doing the, the label, like the fashion label, I was doing, like, market circuits and I was, like, very much, like, an artist that only worked with like pen on paper like no digital imaging or anything like that um and I really wanted to have this like DIY thing I like did just wanted to do it all by myself and like you know buying like these shitty t-shirts from Kmart and then like grabbing sharpies and just doing like the hand-drawn thing it was really really fun um and then like as the label kind of grew so did the like the vibe and the aesthetic of it as well so like as I was sort of making the stock I was realizing there were different kinds of people that wanted to buy it that they were like I really love this print but I want it in like this kind of cut like you know could I have that and so trying to like I don't know for a long time I felt like I was trying to change and grow the label to sort of fit the people that were buying it and that was fabulous because I like I love my customers and I love like you know catering to their needs and their aesthetic as well but it's only been the last couple of years I guess where I've sort of you know wanted to sort of find what my aesthetic is again rather than the aesthetic of the label so sort of going back to like where I came from in in music like you know sort of reflecting like punk music and Brisbane and you know like being a shithead like you know drinking and smoking yourself to death like in Brisbane in summer and sort of like taking that stuff that you know and putting it to paper that's the that's the vibe I guess it's hard it's hard to describe though right? yeah. it's like I don't know it's it's difficult talking about like or trying to put into words what you're like overall aesthetic is but Brisbane is very much like a a theme that has been running through the label Ever since I started it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I just wanted to see, like, what was your... I guess you have to see it to really yeah, truly appreciate yeah. and understand what you're you're trying to convey in your work. So I just wanted to get what your... No, I love that. Thank you. perspective was. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. But um, initial question, because you are a multidisciplinary artist, how did you... Wh- how did you first think this is how I'm going to express myself? Like, was it initially that you were mm. an il- illustrator or was it you were a musician? Because I heard you were playing synth. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, so I guess, like, I started out, so if, like, chronologically, like, I've always been drawing, like, ever since I was little. Like, I've always been an artist, like, love drawing. My dad, like, was like when we were living in rentals as a kid, he used to get in a lot of trouble with my mum because he used to peel the paint off of the wall of our bedroom so we could like draw on the walls and stuff <laughs> and then he'd paint it back over when we had to move again and all that stuff. Like he's, he was always really encouraging of me and my brother um, when we were young. But like, I don't know, I th- like I've always been interested in art but I've never been able to sew or like make clothes but I've always been really interested in, in fashion. I've always loved it. Um, I've... Like we started playing music when I was like 17. Um, So that's when I started playing in bands um, and performing. And so I guess like my interest in making, like it all kind of like came together around like 18 or 19 when I've been playing in bands and I could see like punk bands making t-shirts, right? So like, you know, if you've got, you're in a band, you can make like a run of merchandise cost like a couple of hundred bucks or whatever. You might hire an artist to do it. And that's where I sort of came in. So like I was being hired by bands to do like gig posters or doing like merchandise designs for them. Um, and so I was doing that for a few years and I was sort of like, oh, like these guys are like able to do a run of t-shirts for themselves, for, like no money. Why the fuck can I do, like, can't I do that too? And so I started 
doing runs of t-shirts and like you know it got kind of popular and so that's how the the brand grew from there so like I don't know it's like there's no like real chronological order to it it's more of just like a we're just gonna wing this and see what happens no that's pretty groovy I like how it's kind of just assembled its own process yeah. for you. like it's something that you wanted to do and you kind of propelled it into Thank you. what you're doing now with Phoebe Paradise. <laughs> so you mentioned Melbourne a bit earlier as yeah. a city and after I arrived in Australia I spent about nine months in Melbourne and was awesome. pretty as much as the spaces it's kind of inspiring as the art like art and even street art mm-hmm. and just the expression music and everything that's down there is pretty encouraging for you to yeah, it's a creative to chase area. your dreams and be very creative. How do you think Brisbane compares to Melbourne and how has that affected you living in Brisbane as a creative? Because I know there are really good creative artists, musicians that yeah. have come out of Brisbane. I'm not saying that it's not a creative, but no, how, no, how, no. Do you, how do you find it as a space compared to a city like Melbourne, which is pretty out there with the creative? Totally. Uh, man, great question. I think like Brisbane and Melbourne are so different in so many ways like people always say that Melbourne is like it man like that is like the creative epicenter of Australia and I actually could not disagree more like Brisbane has so much cool shit happening and so many talented artists here I think like one of the big differences for me is that um like between Melbourne and Brisbane when I was living, so I lived down there for a few years, um, like right after high school, I moved down there with some friends and I absolutely loved it because it's like a beautiful city. It's mad. The music's mad. Like it's, it's a great place. I studied there for like a minute as well. But I think like one of the, the shorefalls of Melbourne is that it's just so much. There's too much, right? Like I remember like having this constant like anxiety on like, you know, Troy's trying to have like a fucking Tuesday night in like watching telly and you're (laughs) sitting there like phones just sitting there like vibrating on the tables. You know, there's like 50,000 things going on like on a Tuesday night. Like there's, you know, 600 odd shows and like gigs that you could be going to, should be going to. And that sort of like lends itself almost to like a bit of an oversaturation. And this is not for a second me being critical of Melbourne because I think that's one of its like amazing thing, like qualities as well. So this is not critical of Melbourne whatsoever. But I think one of the things that's really special about Brisbane is that like as an artist, like you have so much opportunity for growth here because it's a growing city, right? So like rather than being a drop in the ocean of like this really pre-established scene, you actually have room to sort of like be a part of this thing that's growing, right? So like, you know, Brisbane isn't very well known for its like creative attitude or like, you know, it's like very much a nanny state. Like, you know, people still going to prison for doing graffiti on trains and shit. Like it's Mm. fucked up. The police here suck. Um, And, (laughs) um, you know, the government sucks. Um, But we still have like, yeah, but we still have just like this really like amazing group of people doing cool stuff. And so I've said again and again and again, I could absolutely have not done my business in any other city other than Brisbane, I feel. Like, I think that the fact that, you know, we've got this great community of artists and musicians, whenever, like, a band or, like, an artist or a designer crops up, everyone just, like, comes out of, like, the fray and, like, you know, digs right into support. Everyone's, like, putting their money where their mouth is. Like, when there's a show, like, with a new band, people, like, fucking turn up and, like, you know, pay at the door, buy the record, buy the T-shirt. Same with a, a new business as well like mine so I think that's really special and you know I think that's something special for most small towns but Brisbane has the you know like we're lucky enough to be a small town and a city at the same time you know I know it's a cliche but I think it's so true still um so you know I think that that's like a really big distinction between those two cities is like Brisbane you know it's that like big fish in a little pond thing like you can reach a really massive audience that are like super committed to like seeing you succeed because they want to see Brisbane succeed right and like whatever is like new and interesting is like hugely supported by the community here so I I think it's 
mad like brisbane rules <laughs> i love this place i like i don't want to leave yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah, me i wouldn't live anywhere else yeah I damn right <laughs> but but also no shade to people that do want to move away <laughs> like, i know there's like a massive like you know fuck you leaving going to melbourne like fuck you like that sucks like i have definitely like been like that before <laughs> like it's fine like when you have a friend going like oh, i'm moving to melbourne it's happening you're like fuck you like get out of here come back you know, the cause is here but like i don't know I, I think there's nothing wrong with moving away but i think there's something to be said for staying and trying to build like the environment you want yeah. here rather than moving away to something that's sort of already established Sure. That's my two cents on that. But what we like to ask our guests when they come on is to um you know highlight someone that you think is really cool that we should be looking at, like in terms of a musician or an artist or an illustrator or whatnot. So oh, man. do you have one anyone that you can think of? Absolutely. <laughs> well, so I would say like definitely um, two people that immediately come to mind are good friends of mine. So first is Helena Papagiorgio, who is an incredible um, artist and uh, musician and designer and like fucking everything. But she's like primarily an animator. So she does a lot of work in uh, music so she does like film clips uh, she does work for music festivals of like 3d and 2d animation um, and she's been working like with this small business that she's created as like a freelancer like you know animator um, for like just a couple of years doing that really and like she's absolutely blown up so she just did like a film clip for like Hermitude who mm. like you know they did like they used her footage at like Groove in the Moo and like she did work for like Splendor in the Grass that was on like one of the main stages she's just like incredible but also like just so nice <laughs> you yeah. know when you like meet people like that that have just like done all of this incredible stuff and you're like oh man and you're nice like come <laughs> on you're not even like a douchebag like I have no reason to hate you god damn it <laughs> like so She's fabulous and just, like, so interesting. Like, she grew up on, like, a cruise ship. Got to ask her about that. Anyway, she's, like, one of my best friends. I love her to death. She's great. Second person is um, Kate Evans, who runs a fashion label called Catalyst. Um, You might have seen her work. So she has a – she's had a pop-up a couple of times in Wind Lane, and she does this, like – really like utilitarian like design like lots of heavy denim lots of like structured like boxy fits Mm. um she's just like really really clever designer um and she actually works with me as well so like I hire her to do or contract her to do um like you know pattern making and sampling and that kind of stuff she is awesome and her designs are like she's also like dressing a lot of people in the music industry as well so she does like dressing and she's like was it cry club i don't know one of those bands and but anyway she does <laughs> she does that kind of stuff as well so she's she's mad and like great for a yarn too so you should totally like have a chat to her oh sweet as but anyway um on the social so sorry i was like let's talk about my friends now <laughs> <laughs> no, we, no oh no we love it we like sharing the knowledge and getting that out there but um, no, where can we find you? What's your socials? Um, so uh, at the moment, you can primarily find me on Instagram because Facebook is washed. <laughs> and, um, we shall not mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram primarily and just the website. So it's just phoebeparadise.com. That's where you can find all of my uh, – so I've got like a blog now because mm. like oh, – Yeah, because yeah, the shop's closed. I was like, oh, like I've got this like really great relationship with my customers and you know we had these great like relationships and conversations and like yarns and so I wanted to try and keep that up by like I guess like keeping people up to date with what I've been doing because I do lots of random shit like you know uh, like runways and that kind of thing so uh, I've got a little blog you can like check that out um, that I update occasionally Um, and then uh, that's where you can buy like all of the new stock as well have some new stuff coming out for Christmas Um, so hopefully in November you'll get some new t-shirts and stuff as well be cool yeah Keen. Keen as a bean. So thank you so much, Phoebe, for coming on. Oh, the show. thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, thanks, really guys. appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, like literally talk forever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It goes by. It was a good conversation. Thanks, we loved guys. every bit of it. But yeah. But thank you for coming on and don't be a stranger. 
Thank you so much, guys. Love Thank your work. You. Appreciate Thank you. it. <laughs> Popping in. Popping awesome. In. Thank right, you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, stoked Phoebe came on. Oh. She was amazing, right? What? Yeah. Oh, she's got so much energy, hey? Like, she's like, <laughs> when you're like, when you get a, what is it? Like a packet of bubbles? So excited to blow the first bubble and it's like, boom! Ah! Yeah. Yeah, no, she's I really loved good. It. She's really cool. Jared, oh. I got a word of the day. It's funny. I was I was reading a Times article when I got this word of the day. But how would you pronounce this? M I L Q U E T O A S T. No. <laughs> was that too fast? The second or third Q had me confused. There was like literally one Q. Anyway, it's just milk toast. All of that, all of that flowery ass lettering, yeah, just milk for toast. milk toast. <laughs> and you know what it means? A I timid don't. or feeble person. Oh, are you trying to say something? No. Oh, I just thought that's such a funky word for Milk it toast. to be coming Are you sure down. it's pronounced that way? It is. It is. Oh, you hit that little button on Google. I did. Milk toast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something like, because I was looking at the Q-U-E and thinking, care, like, you know, the Spanish. Huh. Milk toast. Milk toast. Ugh. Anyway. So what, what, uh, what were you reading about when you found the word milk toast? Oh, um, <laughs> global fight for information. Yeah, it yeah. was more or less talking about Trump's impeachment and like oh, yeah. Russia. That's, that's and, big news at the moment. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I was just, just random stuff that I like to read about. <laughs> no, no, no judgment. No, no, no. Anyway, um, it, it kind of leads on to something that we were going to talk about. But anyway, um, just don't go out calling people milk toasts. Or do. Depends if they're feeble or not. So, yeah. (laughs) That's terrible. But hey, want to hear like a random fact? Hit it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to tell you a psychological disorder. Mm -hmm. And you have to Mm -hmm. try and like think about it and think, what is this psychological disorder? Like I'm not throwing shade or making fun of anybody who ever has this psychological disorder. But it is called boanthropy. If you heard, ooh. Yeah, where did you sing that this person has boanthropy? What do you think they have? I, it's hard with these uh, scientific words because they throw you off sounding like something. You know what I mean? And then you're trying to be all like, <laughs> like a oh yeah, yeah, I can, I can understand those if you put the two words together. Yeah. But and my guess would be, I don't know. You scared your bones are gonna break. Boanthropy. Oh my god, that's so close. Don't lie. Okay. You're lying to me. Oh, no. yeah, exactly. Okay. It's 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 not. It's um how should we define it? Bovine mm-hmm. is a is the Latin word for cow. Cow, yeah, right. Yeah. So the psychological disorder called boanthropy. Oh boanthropy. Oh, okay. okay. Shut the front door. <laughs> it's where people believe they are a bovine. My well, you know, the Bovary family encompasses either ox, sheep and goat. But basically, people think that they are cows and they will live their life out as if they were a cow. How? I just didn't think that was a thing. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be disrespectful or anything. No, like, no, no. no I, this is something just, intriguing to me as I was It just feels reading. like people are making, not making stuff up, but like. Hey, it's a disorder that's in a book. I know, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was either this fact or knowing what the medical term for a butt crack is. <laughs> I, uh, what is it? Hit us with it. It's an intergluteal cleft. <laughs> yeah, like could you, could you like if you didn't want to be too crass and you'd be like, "Ugh, look at that plumber's intergluteal cleft." <laughs> Ugh. Peeking out from behind his shorts. Doesn't that sound so much better? Not really. No, no. Intergluteal cleft. Yeah, no. It sounds a bit like, like stanky. Coming from Turek or something. <laughs> God. Ugh. But anyway, is your random fact in the word of the day? Yeah. Something cool. Something funny. I enjoyed that. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, gig guy. What are you, what's happening in Brisbane? Dad? Yeah. So I've just been looking up things to do, just in general life, and so. I wouldn't say it's gigs, but it's more something that people may not have known about and may be interested in. Um, so obviously the first one everyone must know about is on like all the buses on the side of buildings. Uh, Brisbane Film Festival mm. starts tonight. 
third. So yeah, get down to that. I'm pretty excited. I haven't I haven't been to it yet. Um, since I've been here, I've I've done some international film festivals back home, and I really love it's also it captures like a raw emotions, and maybe it's not as finessed as like Hollywood movies, and I really enjoy that a bit more grimy kind of movies. So yeah, avant-garde feeling. Yeah, mm. yeah. So get down there. Get onto their website. There's actually a really cool thing on their website. It's a little button called Film Chooser. Mm. You click on it and it says, what do you want to see? And there's so it just goes through a few selections and you choose scary, confusing, and like it gives you (laughs) options and stuff. And then at the end, based on your selections, it puts out a list of movies that should fit those criteria that you put in. So even if you're a bit like overwhelmed, be like, bash it out and go get on it and yeah, it's really cool. And then another one, the second thing that I want to talk about is Rosé Revolution. Mm. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about this one is that all the proceeds are donated to the Hunger Project, which I think is really cool. So it's something that I'd like to give a shout out to. So yeah, Rosé Revolution. If you just go on, Google Rosé Revolution, it will come up. Um the VIP tickets are $85 or entry tickets are 45 With the $85, you get like tasters and samplers and get in early and all that stuff. And then the 45 is just like general admission. But there's rosé flowing like a river. So if you're about the rosé, get onto it. It's happening at the Old Museum, uh, Saturday, 16th November. So get online if you're interested. Have a look-see. Uh, enjoy the rosé and then there was something that I saw today yeah it was today I was just looking around it's called high rotation and you get a backstage pass into the past three decades of epic music made out of Brisbane and it is running for a while it's from the 30th of August until April next year I don't know how I haven't seen it yet it's like it's funny because I actually seen the big sign as you're walking into Queen Street Mall. No ways. Yeah, when you s- said it today, and I was like, oh, I've heard that before. It's like there's a big sign. And that's right. I should have seen going it going from King George into Queen Street. You can see it. Oh man, so oh, I'm pretty stoked about that, and mm. that there's still some time, or there's quite a lot of time to to get out there and see it. The the all access pass is twenty dollars, and the general admission is twelve dollars. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's Brisbane, local music, the last 30 years of music, and it's give you a good that's a wild background time. into the, 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 yeah, the music culture in the city. So that's really cool. And then my last thing, very touristy, very mainstream, so maybe some people might not like it, but I absolutely love it. <laughs> I don't it's, care what you think. Yeah, stuff you. I had a good time. Yeah. Um, is Go down to Eat Street Saturday nights Ugh. and don't be negative. Wait, see, see, that's exactly what I was expecting. Sorry, I just saw something terrible. Oh, <laughs> Eat Street and the guys are called G'd Up. Oh. That's so cool. Just singing, dancing, extravaganza. Getting like, G'd Up. Yeah, straight. Get some food, get some beers, go sit down and watch them. They're really funny, really fun, like good Good laugh for the whole family or after a few beers. It's really good, really fun. So I loved it. And again, ugh, Eat Street, ugh, go and do it. Get, Sorry. Be a tourist in your city and get, don't let the. I think that should be your the, hashtag. That's going to be your tag. Yeah. Be a tourist in your city. Yeah, get out there and experience stuff. And just because you think it's mainstream and you think it's ugh. Maybe you're missing on something, you know? You know what? For us, mainstream is like Voldemort. We don't say it. Sorry. Okay, no, no, no. Cool. I'm just saying going like, because what is mainstream? Yeah, we don't, you yeah, know. We don't care. Like I don't, want, I don't want people to be like, oh, it's too popular for me. No, yeah. It's cool. Oh, don't get don't let that here. limit you. Like, nah. Just get out and do it. So yeah, the guys are called G'd Up Eat Street. <laughs> it's just a good time. I loved it. So. Oh, that sounds awesome. Maybe I'll give Eat Street a yeah, second so. chance. And then obviously we'll start putting out like more, um, like the actual gigs coming yeah. up music and stuff this is just this was just a little bit of more cultural 
Yeah, we and, wanted to uh, have yeah. a bit of a Ooh, design a bit of, and arts yeah. and fashion kind of yeah, yeah. chat, chin wag, yeah. as we like to say. Uh, yeah, stoked Phoebe came on. Oh, she was amazing, right? What? Yeah. Ah, she's got so much energy. Hey, like she's like <laughs> when you're like when you get a what is it like a packet of bubbles? You're so excited to blow the first bubble and it's like boom! Ah, yeah. Yeah, no, she's I really loved good. It. She's really cool. But um. Next festival that's coming up is in Mary Valley on the Sunshine Coast, and it's called Yonder Festival, 26th to 28th of November. And I would say it's like mm, artists. It's uh, there's going to be some various activations, um, workshops, uh, live visual art, just really cool groovy time. Uh, check that out on the Yonder Festival. All right, what else? Is that it? We good? Yeah, I think that's third episode. Oh my goodness, three episodes. Look at us go. (laughs) We're getting on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that means then when we're on iTunes, right, guys, that means you get to give us stars. You get to subscribe to us. (laughs) Subscribe, like click the little button. That's the clip. Oh, we do our own sound effects. But anyway, episode three, it's been a privilege. Thank you very much for hanging on and listening and yeah. supporting and yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, we and just quick shout out to mm. Molly and the guys. Oh yes. At Alchemix Studio in West End. Mm-hmm. They've been absolutely awesome. What quick a treat. Shout. Really good to work with them. So if you need to record something, get onto it. Yeah. Uh, I've been Jamil. I've been Jared. We're Neon Hotline Brisbane. Thank you guys. Bye.